welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. I am here with my man Justin. Yes, sir. And we are about to break down the current developmental process in WWE as we know it now. WWE has switched away from hiring independent wrestlers and New Japan wrestlers, guys like that, which which is what Hunter was doing when he was running developmental, which I I don't know if he's running developmental anymore or not. Obviously, he's not currently. I don't know if that will be a thing in the future for him, but he was scouring the globe searching for these fantastic wrestlers, and he acquired your Seth Rollinses and your Dean Ambroses, which is now Moxley, and your Sammy... AJ Styles. Right. And currently, both rosters are full of this great talent, right, that he acquired through this way. And then it has shifted away from that into what you could sort of see as the old OVW ways where... You had these famous classes. Well, the, the real famous classes is Batista, Brock, Cena, where, you, where they took these athletes and turned them into wrestlers. And here we are 20 years later, and they're going to go into the Hall of Fame at some point, right? They're everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't see how Shelton Benjamin doesn't go into the Hall of Fame. No, he deserves it. Yeah, he's fantastic. It's 50 years old. He's still fantastic. I ask you, let's do this. What do you want to do this next podcast about? You said, let's talk about athletes being put into the WWE Mm -hmm. instead of doing the wrestler thing. I believe, originally, I do believe it is somewhat of a financial thing. I think you can pay college athletes that aren't pro wrestlers less money than you can pay indie wrestlers. And I think that's where it originally stems from. The excuse for that became what Vince perceived as the way they came onto his roster and what we perceived as an inability to use talent. And he perceived as this isn't the style of training that I need for what I do up here. People who lack personality, who will read off the teleprompter and smile at the camera and sell my brand and sell my stuff. I don't need individuals. I need a collective. Borg have arrived and now they will wrestle (laughs) you will get the same wrestling match you will like that wrestling match you will get it five weeks in a row okay I think that (laughs) I can't hardly stop laughing okay Tony Khan I think said it best yesterday or day before yesterday when he was discussing how he was going to turn I, I believe what he was saying was that he was going to change ROH and make it as he's purchased it make it somewhat of a developmental brand for his AEW shows and he was going to book both shows because it wouldn't make sense for him to have someone else book ROH and then them get to his main roster and them not understand the system it's got to be yeah. one he's like it's got to be one voice he said how many people here like black and gold nxt more than they do nxt 2.0 and everybody said of course they did because i think we all have an affection for what nxt black and gold pre-aew was in a weird way the alternative to wwe television it was and then of course we get an actual alternative to wwe television in aew and that kind of winds up uh, tony's able to Turn what was once the uh, the alternative to it into the, that's the evil brand still, which it was all along. And I thought he did that very well, and it wound up being the demise of of that show. Well, AEW became the uh, you know why Tony had to buy ROH because NXT got shut down. Is his? I mean, he had a developmental brand. Yes, yes, and let's I mean, let's piggyback on that. Because I, I, I'm of the belief that Hunter 
and what Road Dog was doing there, and what I would assume Road Dog handled promos, right? I would assume okay. that Hunter was training these guys to do, which was somewhat of a collab where I put you two guys in a program and you get with a guy like Tyson Kidd, and he and he shows you how to do well, how to do it. I think Tyson Kidd has since moved up to the main roster. I'm gonna just wanna, I just want to break real quick though. Mm-hmm. Talk about all the talent that AEW could steal from WWE. If they stole Tyson Kidd, I would argue that would be a bigger get than almost most of that roster over there. Well, here's the thing, though. That dude can book a match, dude. Right. But AEW doesn't really do match booking in that way. I think that they could adapt and use that guy. Sure. You've got in there now, like, Steven Regal. I mean, I'm excited about that. I think that with that guy, you know, you got, like you said, though, the talent kind of writes the stuff, almost. Well, you have, you do have Jerry Lynn walking around backstage. And you have Punk there. Yeah. And you have Daniel Bryan there. And, and you have, you know, guys that have been on the indie scene for a long time and been and been doing their matches and working with people like Tyson Kidd or... Um, Steve Carino, Shawn Michaels, uh, Hunter. You've had people that have been working with all those guys or Punk and Brian Danielson who worked with with Regal and worked with all these other people. So you have people that are capable of going out there and writing their own matches without a lot of help. And then if they need advice, they just go find it. Because luckily you have a fairly uniquely elite group of wrestling knowledge walking around backstage. Mm -hmm. And if they're not utilizing that, then... That's on them, right? But mm-hmm. but to move back to this, Tyson Kidd, I would argue, is far more important in this company because he does actually do blow by blow discussions about matches, even with main roster people. That that's invaluable for WWE in, in comparison to AEW. He could tell them what he thought, and then they'd do it or they wouldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. But now let's move on because what winds up happening is he's like. If NXT isn't giving the main roster people what they need, then they had to change the brand, right? They had to change that because what NXT, what what Hunter was handing the main roster was AEW wrestlers. You know what I mean? He was he was handing them people that were prepared to write their own promos, do their own promos, prepared to write their own matches, and not really like the article where Top Dollar comes in and he says, "Hey, we had heat backstage at NXT, and then we wound up having heat backstage at." Uh, at Raw because and those were two different interviews. I think he did the, the Raw one first, and then he winds up last week doing the interview about NXT. And he says, you know, Hunter would tell him to leave us alone, even the writers, because they couldn't tell us how to be us. And so, to no. go ahead. No, I'm just I agree with him. You got you give guys like that bullet points and you let them run. Right, which was what NXT was, which was. I got you here because I think you have, I think who you are specifically is good enough. Go out there, be yourself, and turn it up a little. Right? And that's not necessarily what WWE is. Vince needs to start recruiting actors, not athletes, even. Well, he's. If you want people to play roles and you want them not to try to be themselves and you want them to only do what you say, then you need to recruit actors. You need to recruit people with. I mean, I have nothing against that. 
I mean, if that's the product you want to put out there, I mean, we I watch TV shows all the time where people play characters they aren't themselves. And so, you know, then there's this quote from Vince where Vince says in the Pat McAfee interview, I, I have WWE superstars. That sounds better than pro wrestlers to me. And I don't think he meant it like the world took it, but I want to discuss it in in the vein of the way the world took it, which was WWE superstars are better than pro wrestlers. They're just different, right? And Vince was saying, I don't think he meant anybody can be a pro wrestler in that anybody can be a pro wrestler. What a WWE superstar's job is is different. If you're Vince and you look at your history, right, who were his top guys? That when, when he's at his best, who were his top guys? Hogan, Warrior, Stone Cold, Rock, Cena, now Roman, right? Mm-hmm. None of those guys were anywhere close to the best wrestler on her, on the brand. I remember a story once where, you remember Billy Idol? Yeah. The singer? Okay, he's in a band called Gen X. That band gets put together by a guy who owns a porn shop or a, a S&M shop slash porn shop type thing. And the guy's auditioning singers and stuff. And the guy comes in that's a, that's a really good musician. And Billy comes in, and Billy says, oh, that guy's got the job, but he does the audition anyway. And then when the audition's over, the guy hires Billy and not the other guy. And the other guy goes to the porn guy, and he goes, hey, look, what's going on? That guy, that guy's not as good as me. He can't sing like me. He can't play like me. What are you doing? And he says, look, man, I don't know what it is, but you're not a star, and that guy is. I, I get that, but I don't think – here's my point. I don't think Vince knows what a star is anymore. Maybe he does. He did at some point. Maybe you can make that argument, but I don't think he knows what a star is at this point. I don't think he has a clue. Name name one. Roman Reigns. Yeah, but that ain't. Hey, you admit admit who made Roman Reigns Roman Reigns today, and it, it Vince McMahon ruined him just about. He pushed him like a like Superman for how many years? Before somebody got a hold of him and came in and fixed Vince's guy who he just about run into the ground. Right. But if you if you look back over time, that story is not incredibly different from the ringmaster. Oh no, it's not. It's not that incredibly different from the saving Vince from Vince. It's also not that different from the last kicker, Becky Lynch. You, you, you find somebody, I'll tell you this, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, when they believe, realized that Hunter could be something, wasn't the, obviously wasn't the terrorizing years, right? It was, <laughs> it was when he was able to take a character, the, the Blue Blood. Connecticut Blue Blood, yes. Right, when he was able to take that character and make it work was when they realized, okay, this guy's, this guy could be something we can mold. We just got to figure out what that is, and then he gets with Sean, and it worked. Stone Cold, you know, Stone Cold. They knew they had something in him. They just didn't know what, right? And then yeah. they, they figured Rocky Maivia. They knew they had something in him. They just didn't know for sure what. He popped in the turquoise, but he popped when he got to the nation and started to realize who he could be. And that was, but that's also a process. Now mm-hmm. we'll move on to the system, right? We have this NIL deal that happens in college sports. And that's what opens up this avenue that previously wasn't. 
the NIL name, image, likeness, college sports. You can now have your own website if you're a kid. You can create your own brand if you're a kid that plays college sports. And you can make money like that. These companies are going, hey, if it cost me a million bucks to get my commercial on a TV show that a million people watch on the, during the week from 7 to 8, that's, that's money I'm willing to spend. But if a LSU gymnast has 3 million followers on social media and I pay her significantly less than that, all of her followers being in the demo that purchase stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I can get her to drink her pre-workout drink on her TikTok twice a week while she's wearing a T-shirt that I, that I handed her. Then I can pay her pennies on the millions, and and get and get money off of that, and then that that trickles down into other people who can't do that, right? Change the whole way. I think this is one of those things. I think you're you're already thinking ahead of the game and looking at it, and uh, I think this is one of those things. We have no idea how much this is going to change. Not just sports, not just college sports, but entertainment in general. And I think it's a gradual process that got to sports, but yeah. You know, changing how we market, and so what? The, so what the WWE does with this new system, though, going back to the colleges, is they say, "Hey, if we can do this, then we could pick a handful of kids. In this case, this year's fifteen kids, and you know, I think nine of them are men, six of them are women, several of them are the, of the females are basketball players. The other ones in this particular group are track and field people. You have the." Hannah Haley, Hannah and Haley Cavender, the twins, basketball players that are very hot on social, very, very big on social media. And what, what they are being given is access to the performance center, uh, access to brand building, media training, communication training, live event promotion experience, creative writing and community relations experiences. And they give them this stuff. And then at the end of the year, when they've graduated, they decide, you know, a lot of the guys are football players and, and, and track guys. The track, by track, I mean track and field. Uh, they look bigger. So I would assume they're javelin or discus throwers or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do is they say, okay, at the end of this run, we, we may offer you a WWE contract. And so what they're doing, it's, it, the most interesting thing to me when we, when we see what is going, what, what you believe, is happening with the main roster. The most interesting thing here was creative writing, right? Because we don't perceive the WWE superstar as needing that at all, right? Yeah, it, it should say creative reading. Right? Very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here, I don't want you to think I'm knocking that ability because there are a lot of great actors who. I mean, there's a, some your favorite actors up the lines. They just deliver. Well, there, that is a skill and a talent and an ability all its own. I'm not disregarding it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just arguing they're two different talents. Any argument. I remember CM Punk and Joe doing a thing. I showed it to you, right? Uh-huh. And you, and you had Punk say, I don't have a problem with them hiring big guys that aren't wrestlers, whatever, you know, but he, he kind of belittled it a little bit. And then Joe kind of cleaned it up and said, look, they're a company and Punk kind of giggles not a wrestling company, but he, he explains they're a company that, you know, it's a TV show and they want you to stop when you're scrolling through, right? They don't, they want to be able to, they want Raw and SmackDown to both be a destination television and be the kind of thing that if you're scrolling through, you see some big, beautiful body and you stop, right? They want both. 
Stop talking about Finn Balor like that. <laughs> you ain't lying. Okay, but let's <laughs> let's get into this new what we've seen with the NXT brand because they 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 clear their roster of former indie talent in a lot of ways, especially Just about. especially at the NXT level. You know, you you only have a couple of holdovers there. You have Escobar, you have you have Strong, you have uh, EO, you have Champa, Mandy. Other than that, well, Mandy's not indie, but she was still a pro wrestler. You know what I mean? Like they got rid of a lot of pro wrestlers. I guess. You you know what I mean? Oh, you're saying you guess Mandy's a wrestler? Well, to you to your point though, she is in a lot of ways what the perception is of WWE currently, right? That is my point. (laughs) Okay, I think if you look at what we've done here on NXT TV, I'm looking at this roster, right? And I, I scroll down. I've got the men's roster starting with Chase Boa. Breaker, who's six months in and he's won a title. Grimes is an indie star. Hayes was an indie wrestler. Loomis, indie wrestler. Anyway, you go down this list, though, and you start getting into all these guys that are newly brought up. And everybody that's on the male roster is in actively in stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're all wrestling on television. And they're all in, like, T- Tony D'Angelo is a former wrestler from Buffalo, and, and he's getting vignette segments and then you have the women's roster is the same same exact thing. Corey Jade is getting a lot of Gigi Dolan. All all these kids are getting work constantly. And you can see when you watch the show, what do you think about NXT two point right now? Have you watched it lately? I can almost look at it now if if I'm really if I'm really trying to like, you know, put some rosy glasses on it and and, and find something to really enjoy about it, which I, I like to do. Is uh it all it's starting to remind me almost of eighties WWE. Look at Tony D'Angelo. You just brought him up, dude. Tony D'Angelo fits in as a character on eighties WWE wrestling. A lot of these the characters are the they're almost gimmicks again. Yeah. Some of these guys bring it up. I love Andre Chase. Andre Chase is hilarious. <laughs> that dude's funny. I think. See, and this is the thing. I think that, and that's kind of the thing. You can see a diamond if you put enough crap around it. If you give that guy, if you can give that guy that, and he can make something out of it, you might have something. Right. Well, the other thing is, I feel like I, I kind of like NXT 2.0 right now. I feel like the wrestling is pretty good. I mean, you have kids like what's what's the name of the 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 newer lady that had all the tennis stuff and her daddy does everything. Oh, Tiffany Stratton or something. Yeah, like the first two matches she had, or the first match I saw her in, was it was it was rough. Yeah, and then she was in there last yes this week, and she was pretty good. Well, and you can see the potential, dude. A, she's way bigger than you think, moves way better than you think. But yeah, it, it does. But that that's a character, isn't it? That's a gimmick. Right, but I, I, what I would say, too, though, is a lot of these these girls are getting, not, not just girls, Trick Williams wrestled on that uh, Level Up TV show, which was the replacement of Main Event, right, last night. And he's going to wind up being, he, he has his moments where it's a little rough for him because he, yeah. was, he was, I think he was a linebacker at a smaller school and so he's new to it all they stuck him with Carmelo Hayes who has you know they both ooze charisma like those guys are stars it's just a matter of figuring out 
what their star is at. Trick is an athlete. He's going to get it. You know, the more he wrestles, the better he gets. I've noticed that a lot of these matches, dude, Braun Breaker is going into the ring and wrestling Tommaso Ciampa and Dolph Ziggler, and he's not the weak link. Nobody is. No, no, no. Well, you got, I mean, they're doing the smart, the smart thing that WWE is doing is bringing in guys like Tommaso, using, still utilizing guys like Tommaso Ciampa, Dolph Ziggler, who is one of the best in-ring workers you will ever have. God almighty, Dolph has is good. Here. Has been for years. If you can put him in the, if you can put your young guys in the ring with anybody, you put him in there with that guy. I feel like the same can be said for Tommaso Ciampa. I feel like the guys they picked to stay. Uh huh. Are guys that are willing to, like, I don't think Escobar cares that he's not the guy, right? He gets to be this really cool character and he wrestles these younger guys and he get, he puts them in programs where they're having to stretch out both the acting side of what they do and the wrestling side of what they do. He's a fantastic worker. He's perfect for a brand like this. He's really helped Zion Quinn come along. Absolutely. And, and and that little two week program he had with Breaker was cool, yeah, right. And then you also had the uh, Cameron Grimes, you know, L.A. Knight. I never thought L.A. Knight was going to be this giving of a performer. I, I'd always heard he was a bit of a jackass, you know what yeah. I mean. And yet he's out here. He's made Grayson Waller look great. I feel like the. I feel like it is working. I feel like in a lot of ways it is. And, and when you look at it from the whole realm of things, right. When you send these guys up, what was happening with Vince was he was getting guys on his main roster and they knew how to be them. And Vince doesn't necessarily need that. And you can, and I understand that you don't like the fact that Vince doesn't need that. It doesn't change the fact that that's not what Vince needs. No, but I would argue too that Vince doesn't know what the hell he wants either. So, I mean, or he, again, you had Kevin Cross coming out as what? I understand. I understand. I, I would never argue for the merits of what happened with Karrion Cross. I would also say, though, Vince may not know what he wants, but he knows that Sami Zayn will give it to him. Well, yeah. He knows Seth Rollins gives it to him. He knows Kevin Owens gives it to him. I would argue after if you've been there long enough, you can you can get there. Chad Gable. Well, good lord, though, dude. How long did Chad Gable have to put up with being Shorty G and all this other incompetent crap? Where the why is why are you having to rebuild Chad Gable ten years into his career because you stuck him with incompetent gimmicks over and over and over again, and then suddenly you realize, oh my god, this guy's spectacular. Been that way the whole time. He didn't suddenly become great. You suddenly realize how to market it. WWE's had shining gems of people that were, as you kind of pointed out, they did amazing things with people with very little talent. It's amazing how they can blow it sometimes with people with so much talent, but then they can take somebody who has very little talent and get so much out of them. Hulk Hogan is is not that good in the ring, but he has such charisma until you actually have to talk to him as a human being. <laughs> it's certainly, I mean... His acting ability, go watch Suburban Commando. But for a wrestler, he's he's more than adequate at those things. Yes. And they I mean Ultimate Warrior. Jesus Christ. Go read about or learn listen to anybody talk about that guy. The fact that you could ever make money off the Ultimate Warrior maybe means you're some kind of a genius. 
Okay, but let's piggyback on that point you just made about how random it is the people that not random at all because Hogan was a Hogan was a star everywhere he ever went even before he met Vince. It is odd because to me and you and to all of the IWC, what we find entertaining is not what gets you to over two million views. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like I'm a niche market. Well, everything in life now is a niche market. That's the neat thing about the world now. Everything is a niche market now. There's nothing that's mainstream and there's nothing that's not. And the NFL is not even mainstream anymore. And yet it's one of the most powerful leagues in the world. So John Cena, I didn't like John Cena for years as a wrestler. Mm-mm. But he was the biggest thing on the show. But I was I, I liked Edge better. I liked Jeff Hardy better. I liked Punk better. But Cena was the guy. But that was because he was able to be marketed to all types of people, whether you were Roman Reigns. Even when we didn't like Roman and you were talking about, he almost ruined Roman Reigns. At the mm-hmm. same time, Roman was selling the most merch. When Roman would walk down the aisle, you had women and children and grown men screaming his name, even though we thought, God, this guy's being forced down our throat. And so what I want isn't necessarily what Vince wants. I don't understand in any way, shape, or form why I would have Matt Riddle and Chad Gable ride around on a scooter and race each other. It, it drove me crazy. But when the end of that thing was over, I loved Chad Gable. And I mean, I always liked Chad Gable. I, I and, and, I, and I, I've always loved Chad Gable as a pro wrestler. But when that whole thing was over with Riddle, as much as I hated the entire process, I have affection for Chad Gable now, and I don't know why. You know, yeah. was it because he was doing it? Maybe it was because he was willing to do it. I don't know. That's a lot of it. I, I will say too, and this is a different topic, but. If you watch the tag team divisions now, none of them are really just bad guys. Kevin Owens and Seth aren't, they're not bad. WWE television doesn't really have bad guys anymore. They have, they have cheaters that are comedians and they have, the Seth was the closest thing they had to a bad guy, bad guy, and the crowd eventually started liking him. He jokered them and turned everybody. Yeah. 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 And so like, but when you watch the heel teams and all that, it all turns into some form of either, good guy comedy or bad guy comedy or, or, or whatever. And that's just not diving into the old school theories of what a bad guy ought to be, right? That's not what they're selling. They are absolutely, I don't know what data they have, but what they are selling is absolutely not realistic television. No, no, it's cartoony. It, you know, even Roman, who is great, is somewhat cartoony. But I do think that the change to where we recruit athletes, which is the, the core of this conversation we're having. You recruit athletes, you turn them into actors, and you teach them to wrestle. And then you hand them to the main roster, and they do what they want to them. And that makes sense to Vince. And it makes sense for his company and his product he's trying to make. I can totally see it. Right. It doesn't make sense. You know what doesn't make sense to Vince? To hire an Adam Cole and have him go out there and be fantastic on NXT because there's nowhere for him to go. Vince's vision was never for NXT to have 2 million viewers. Mm -mm. So why would Vince be paying a guy to stay on that roster? I think the beginning of the end for NXT was when people started wanting to stay there. Because that meant I want to get paid more but I want to stay down here with this. Mm -hmm. And once AEW put the bullets in it then Vince was like, well... I let you have your fun, and it worked for Vince because no matter what you, what what we think of 
Vince's television, he did get Kevin Owens, Seth, Sammy, Roman, Mox, his future out of Hunter's vision of developmental. Oh, yeah. Now he's going back to a different vision because that other vision ran its course. Well, and Vince McMahon, it, it said, dude, you've got to look at his psychology, too. The dude is a narcissist. His vision has to be the vision. Other vision is coming along, and it's not, it doesn't go with his. He's not going to allow it. Stars, the company's not the biggest star. That's always been his object is for WWE to star. Not The Rock, not Stone Cold, not The Ultimate Warrior, the WWE. Okay, but here's a name we haven't mentioned, and I think he's the most important name in this whole conversation. It's Nick Khan. Yes. And he's an ex, he's, he's a money guy, right? Uh-huh. And what did I say about the beginning of the end was the W, the NXT roster guys wanting to stay there and that drives up prices a little bit. You know what else drives up prices? Tony Khan. And Nick Khan is not going to want to negotiate with an indie wrestler as Tony keeps raising the price. No, and that's smart. That's smart. I have, and I agree with that completely. I'm not going to compete with you for this talent. Especially if me winning this talent still doesn't get you to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. When I can go to a junior in college, pay them a little bit of money, have them on retainer, offer them a contract, start them out. And so the first, you know, the first three years they're with me won't equal a half a year of Adam Cole. And yet in year four, I probably have a guy I know whether or not he's main roster or not. And with Cole, he's never even going to want to be main roster. Even if you don't, even if you don't agree with Vince's outcome and like you don't enjoy watching Raw, it makes sense, right? I think we'll leave it there though. Thank you for calling, Justin. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, man. Awesome. So this has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the Game Project. Check out our friends at The Daily Smart. Your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Justin. Go home.